It's almost like our lives are a story made up by somebody's mind. Okay, Deadpool, stop breaking the fourth wall here. Yes, we should make a game out of this. Yeah, yeah. Papers and paychecks, we'll call it. Caverns and creatures. Yes, works too. Nerds and nincompoops. Carmen just managed to burn all of us. No, actually, it was pretty nice to be in Cotter. I'm just saying. You know, there's a a very good chance that even if we stop this threat, that we're not going to be able to survive this. Chapter 122, Country Roads, Take Me Home. Okay. So, in the last episode, you guys had made your triumphant return to Lowford, and what did you find there? Reconstruction. Confusion. Burned out due to zombie attack. Mm. Yeah. Mere moments after we had left. And yeah. Defender. Literally, mere Entity. moments. Do you think Lowell... Do you think there was probably some sort of prophecy that Lowell might have been aware of? Doesn't that seem weird that that particular town is destroyed moments before after we leave by an undead horde? I think it's a great plot device. (laughs) I know. It's almost like our lives are a story made up by somebody's mind. Okay, Deadpool, stop breaking the fourth wall here. Like somebody's just toying with you, like a cat with a a ball. Like All we would need is like paper and dice and we really have some fun. Anyway. Yes. We should make a game out of this. Yeah. Yeah. Papers and paychecks, we'll call yeah. it. Caverns and creatures. Yes. Eric's too. Nerds and nincompoops. <laughs> Dungeons and dysentery? And that's a different game. That's a different, no, that's game. A different game. That's only when you go to Tijuana. <laughs> Actually, no. When you go to scout outings. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. It's true. <laughs> oh, it's true. It's true. Uh, that's because that's what we call the game we yeah, play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, All the right. guys just kept making up this like on the fly, LARPing sort of ish sort of diceless RPG game. There. It wasn't diceless. Mm-hmm. We just used the dice app on our phone and yeah. like invented the numbers as they came. Yeah, ended with someone getting fed bleach rice. It was an interesting. Yeah, that was time. fun. Yeah, bleach. Oh, died on one. Seemed like someone always died of dysentery. So there we are. I uh, mean, happened, bleach rice. It happened all the time on Oregon Trail. I'm just yeah. saying that in the Kansas River. Okay, anyways, so, back to fantasy, enough of reality. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys had uh, found out that Lowford had been overrun by an undead horde, and um, and that's actually a good question. Um, you might see if anybody, maybe Galchabar or anybody, knows if these undead hordes have been overrunning other small towns. Certainly they hadn't attacked any large cities, but then maybe that would be... Useless, I don't know. We can just ask a Lowell. I mean, he's going to pop up at some point. Undoubtedly. And um, riding a black dragon with a broken nose. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. And who else do you guys have hunting you down now? That's it's it, this, actually. The, as followed I'm, by the Spore Druids. And, um, well, we don't know the Spore Druids are hunting us. Yeah. But we do know there's a black dragon out there. We know Lowell's out there. Whatever cult. And the, uh, we also know that there's probably some sort of blood debt life kill thing for Adri who freed that guy's wife. And now we got to go rent his boat. No one? Congratulations. You'll get to kill somebody for something now. Let's not. Especially since none kids. of you know how to run a boat. All you have to do is go over to the guy's house and just just enjoy the architecture while no one talks friendly to the boat owner. I'm proficient in boat running. You are? Mm-hmm. Are you really? <laughs> As he writes it in. Yes. <laughs> I got a little sheet. black dot. Okay, l- let me roll insight. <laughs> Wow, I got a hundred on a D twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he believes you. <laughs> okay, so Arlen I've got a very high plus. Heading toward yes. House of Farm. 
house of farm. Wow, dude. So, oh, wow, Judith. Yes. So you guys head out uh, out of town, um, heading off to the uh, northwest, and you guys head for the edge of the mare. And there's a bunch of cart tracks out here. You know, obviously the uh, Civitas Cataracta is the last big city on the high road. So you guys had taken the Dryadum Savarum uh, down through there on the way to Calium Sedes in the past. Um, but there's a whole bunch of cart tracks that leave the, the main road, and uh, you guys start taking the one out of... Lowford, and it's really only about about an hour's walk at a pretty uh, pretty brisk pace to get to the edge of the Mare and uh, and the uh, Arlen, you know, form there. And you guys round uh, the bend, and there's the farm, Arlen. Not burned down. Still standing just fine. Um, there are a couple of worrisome things. Um, you notice, you know, that obviously you guys are deep in the harvest at this point in time. Uh, yes. But, um, you know, you see like the apple tree and the apples barely seem to be ripening. Um, they're a month behind. You're, you're actually kind of worried if they could even be salvaged at this point in time. Or you may have little green apples the whole, the whole winter long. Uh, the fields that are standing definitely are not as verdant and flush as you would like to see them. And uh, then the um, the whole state of the, the farm seems to be just a little dilapidated. There are fewer animals out than you would expect. Um, and that kind of makes sense. If your family was having trouble growing enough silage, they couldn't support that many animals out mm-hmm. there. So there are fewer sheep and, and fewer cows than you're used to. Uh, but the two large draft horses that uh, you left three months ago are still out in the, the field cropping, you know, the... Uh, late season grass and they seem to be hail and uh, then as you guys are kind of coming up the driveway there the door opens and your uh, um, older immediately older sister um, steps out and she just takes one look realizes who it is drops the basket of it looks like clothing that she was holding maybe she was bringing out the wash or something and just screams and runs down you know picks up her skirts and runs down the, the drive and just wraps herself around you i'm gonna hug her as tightly back yeah. and she like cracks several ribs on you she's so happy <laughs> and she's like arlen you're back and oh my yeah. gosh we we heard that Lowford had been overrun. We were afraid you were mixed up in that when we hadn't heard from you in months. No one could say where you went. Luckily, we had just left, so we were not part of that. I'm glad to see that you're all hail. Yeah, um, and then you see something kind of cloud over her eyes. Well, most of us. Um, but no, no, we'll talk about that later. Come in, come in, come in, come in. Um, Mom and Dad must see you. And, and uh, then, you know, your brothers are here. Um, well, come in. And uh, she just grabs you by the hand and starts pulling you in. And the rest of you are just sort of left standing there. What are you going to do? I guess follow. follow. Okay. And uh, they leave the door open for you. It's not like they totally forget you. Thanks for the introduction, man. Can I, in all seriousness, can I actually fit into his farmhouse? Oh, yes. No problem at all. Okay. just. Uh, we got to sure. remember, farmers are pretty big folk. And there are a lot of Not people. by looking at Arlen, they're not. <laughs> Hence, he was kicked out of the farm. <laughs> he was the extra one. Yep. Okay, so I'll yeah. duck under the door. The and extra get mouth to feed. That's what we'll call you. Mm-hmm. I could, kind of like one of those duck in the doorway and just step to the right so I'm not in the doorway, but kind of out of the way. As much as a seven foot dragonborn can be. <laughs> you might have to be a little bit hunched over. I, I oh, I'm, That's why I asked. <laughs> yeah, you don't quite have to do, you know. Uh, the, the wizard and the hobbit uh, sort mm-hmm. of thing. But yeah, you do you do duck a little bit. What am I seeing when I in the house? Okay, so uh, Kral, you uh, are able to duck through the door there without any problem. And the rest of you file in, I take it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a pretty ordinary farmhouse. Um, you know, very modest. Um, obviously, farm families are pretty big. So there's about four bedrooms here and probably each of the... Uh, each of the kids was, you know, two to a room, um, and uh, and there's, you know, a sizable uh, table here that could have fit a family of like eight or ten or twelve, and but it's all very rough, you know. It's it's there's nothing fancy about it. It's just a plain wooden table. 
There's you know wooden sideboard with uh, you know now that the harvest is, is going on with a, a bunch of different you know products of the field that are all either you know being set for storage or being you know ready for cooking. And in there is um, obviously the uh, Arlen and his sister, uh, but also there are two um, older uh, you know half elves that look very Arlenish, and uh, cle- clear- clearly his brothers. Um, and then there's an uh, older man and a very youngish-looking elf woman. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to sit on a bench. Very good. Hi, and, Arlen's and, parents. And, and obviously, as you guys come in, uh, you know, the, the, the conversation stops. And um, you, you guys apparently came in through mid-handshakes where uh, um, Arlen was getting hugged and slapped on the back by the, the two brothers. And, but then you guys come in, and everything just stops. And um, the uh, elf woman uh, rises to her feet, obviously very gracefully, being an elf, and says, Arlen, um, you have not introduced us. To your companions. Jeez, Arlen. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I, I go down the line. This is Kraval. Uh, he's our mighty bar- barbarian warrior. And uh, the mom apparently comes up and, and shakes your hands very gracefully. Kind of clunk- yeah. clunkily do it back. <laughs> yeah. Because it's really like shaking two of your fingers yeah. for her. And. Uh, but uh, and she looks around, yes. And then this is Cotter. He is uh, a paladin of um, what's your god again? Dianect. Dianect. That's in character. <laughs> I'm sure it is. And so she shakes your hand as well. Mm-hmm. This is no one. He uh, he scares me a little bit, and he's a monk. <laughs> Don't let me the babies. I nod. <laughs> she she comes bit, she comes not... up and shakes her hand and says, "Very impressive." <laughs> Only a little bit. And, you're not paying enough attention. Mm-hmm. And this is Adri. She is one of no one's companions from his monastery. <laughs> <laughs> so Adrian just managed to burn but, all of us. Oh, yes. No, actually, he's pretty nice to me and Connor. I'm just saying. Adri, no well, one's friend. No, no. That's well, you guys are wearing the same pajamas, just different colors. colors. That, you might as well said this, this is, is no... Cotter. What's your god again? <laughs> yeah, he, actually, so yeah, he's, he was the nicest to me, he, and he yeah, just he turned he turned Adrian to... into a plus one. Yeah, yeah. this is no one. His plus he has one. Become one of my best friends here. Oh, see. Oh, oh there we go. Good save. Good save. I'm Thank the only you. One he likes guys. And and uh, the 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 elf uh, comes up to you and, and and says, "Is is that a a mountain hamster?" Yes. Adorable. How how do you keep it on your shoulder? They're they're skittish by nature. This one's brave, beyond measure. Apparently so. And and the hamster actually kind of runs down your arm, and just kind of sniffs the the uh, elf lady's hand, and then runs back up under your shoulder. You should show off. Doesn't it have like that armor collar or something? Try to karate chop it. <laughs> and of course, everyone's going ah oh. <laughs> and she said, "That's amazing. Is is that gnomish work?" Yes, it is. Arlen, you you obviously have some tales to tell, and and what is that on your shoulder? Uh, this is a mechanical squirrel. <laughs> oh, come yeah. now, Arlen. Let him tell a, a name. You know you named it. Did I name it? Yes. yes you named did. it after is it that Smedric Jordan? 4? Yeah. Or Smedric 2. Three. Whoa, where was, was the third three. one? No, I think yours was three. No, yours was two. Schmed- mine's Schmedric two. And the, um, and the squirrel was Schmedric three. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it straight. You need a program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I need, a, I need a spreadsheet. Yeah. And 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 then she, the uh, the elf woman turns to you, Krival, and says, and I don't mean to uh, ignore your companion, but um, an owl on the shoulder of a barbarian, perhaps... Not so surprising. You have an affinity to the nature and to the land, I believe. I do. I didn't know the owl came with me. Yes, this is my uh, companion. Very, very lovely. I've not seen one in the valley fl- floor before. And she says, "And but where are my manners? My name is Tara. I am Arlen's mother. Glad to meet you. 
And she turns to the rest of the group and says, and boys. And uh, the uh, the two brothers uh, immediately says, oh, sorry, yes, um, Tristan. And the other one, he elbows his brother and, and oh, Gwen. Gwen? And and uh, Tara turns and I, I believe you've already met uh, Janessa. Can you spell that? G-I-N-E-S-S-A. Yes, we uh we saw her give quite an exuberant hello for her brother. Well, she was always, uh, you know, Arlen was her favorite uh, younger brother. Arlen, are you the oldest or are you the youngest? I'm the youngest. So that explains why seeing the large brood of the dragonborns didn't uh, didn't phase you much. You see, you have a large family of your own. Do you scar them too? <laughs> Just <Really>? emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a no? What? I said rude. <laughs> so do you scar them as well? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that took me a moment. Whoa, no. Wow. Oh. Well, to each their own. So, um, and um, then the uh, elf woman walks behind uh, the large man who looks like a large old version of Arlen and, uh, and says, and this is my husband, Kinnis, Arlen's father. And he, he goes, uh, and just sort of kind of, you know, tips his imaginary hat at you. What a dad thing to do. So I, I look at them both and I say, you two would be proud of your son, for he has taught an entire tribe of dragonborn how to make use of grain and prepare their meals. Well, he always was good with grain, the man says. The lad's pretty bright. That's why I told him to go seek his future off the farm. Of all of us, he was the one that could get ahead in the world. And I see, my son, that you have. Thank you. Although, I must say, uh, we didn't imagine your return to be quite like this. Um, seriously, you must have some tales to tell. That seems to be a common yes. saying here. Do you require privacy, Arlen? Mm, I don't think so. This is a large family. They share everything together, I'm sure. Well, the uh, the mother says, well, will you be staying long, Arlen? Um, obviously, uh, we don't have quite accommodations for uh, quite so many guests, but we could always uh, free up the hayloft. He used to I love to have his friends come over and sleep in the hayloft. <sighs> I don't expect that we will be staying very long. I only wanted to come by and just to stop by and say hello. Well, it's so good to see you again. And then the dad says, yes, my boy, so good to see you. We, we worried dreadfully when we heard that Lofort had been overrun. Uh, no one could give us news about your whereabouts. Yes, and it's been quite a while since we've actually been back to Lofort. We were only back today. Very good. Well, I, I think you saw uh, the damage that was done there. Um, it sounded... Fairly spectacular. I'm glad none of us were there at the time. Yes. I am also glad that none of you were there. Can I insight check Arlen? See if they like, is he's like really nervous or is he like trying not to talk or, you know, get, it, I don't know if it's just the scene, but it feels very awkward with him right now. Yeah, give me an insight check. 11. So oh, wait, is I'd have to roll. I care. Check. I'm sorry. 14. 14. Um, so Arlen, how, how are you feeling? Nervous. Yeah. And that's pretty much what you get. You get the, um, I'm, I'm back and, and sitting in front of dad feeling, you know, I'm trying to be quiet, but probably feeling miserable when we got caught her. Why is he nervous? He's an accomplished warrior. Why is he nervous? He's worried. <clears throat> <clears throat> He's not worried of fighting, but of disappointing expectations. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Hit him with a lightning bolt, Arlen. Show him your prowess. I'm not going to hit my father with a lightning bolt. How about turn blue and summon some flumps? <laughs> I can't do that for other people. 
very good. It's like, well, um, the the mom says we, we should at least um, offer you some hospitality. Um, Guinness, get, uh, break out the mugs. Um, we we have some uh, some freshly made mead that you will find delectable, and and the the uh, fields are are meager this year, but still the the fruits of the harvest are coming in. Uh, perhaps you can at least stay for an hour and and uh, fill us in on what's been happening. We certainly can. Okay, and and they start the the family just sort of jumps up and um, you know kind of bundles around and actually Arlen roll for me an insight check. Um, seventeen. You sense kind of this dark reluctance, as if they're trying not to tell you something. I, uh, as they're kind of going around, I just want to pull my sister aside. Is there something that you guys don't want to tell me? And she seems kind of crestfallen uh, when you ask that. And she says, um, well, we'd have to tell you sooner or later. Um, we didn't really want to break your heart. Um... But, uh, and actually, I got that wrong, the dad's name. Uh, you know your, uh, your older sister, Kinnis? Mm-hmm. Um, Named you, after dad. Your, uh, your uh, other sisters have all married off, and, and they're at other farms around here, but about a month ago, Kinnis fell ill. Um, something with these vapors coming down from the mountains. Uh, and with all the healers either dead or busy in Lowford, there really wasn't much we could do. Um, it only took a matter of a week or so and she was gone. Um, and actually, perhaps as you leave, you might visit her grave. It's, it's on the uh, western edge of the field, uh, just, beyond the, uh, just beyond the homestead. Hmm, I wonder if there's some way we might be able to bring her back. None of the no. Well, there's so many. <laughs> Even if it was a straight Arlen cleric, the answer losing. would be no. Actually, if it was a straight cleric, it probably could. There are other straight clerics that can. Not right now, there isn't. Well, I hear there are some spells that perhaps that can take uh, decades. Uh, uh, allow a. Uh, uh, the fallen to uh, to remain dead for decades before they are brought mm. back. Well, actually, you guys aren't even a part of this conversation. Yeah. So, I mean, Arlen is having a little aside with the sister. Yeah, Creval and Cotter kind of like sitting on the wall, going, "This is weird." <laughs> mm -hmm. I just want to give her like an enormous hug, and she she kind of gives you that kind of sad hug back. And uh, anyway, so you guys go back to the uh, the uh, gathering there, a, a little sadder there. Um, and you know the uh, apparently uh, the father is and actually just look his name his, the father's actually name is Marvin, and uh, he uh, he apparently is a pretty good mead maker when he's not out in the fields, and uh, it's it's pretty delicious mead and the uh, obviously fresh fruits straight from the field pretty fantastic, and uh, you guys are able to kind of catch up a little bit. How much of your um, uh, experiences are you going to relate to them? Uh, there, Arlen. Not the super weird stuff. That literally is almost everything. Okay. How so about, we were on uh, a cart. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Maybe the lesson. I want to tell. And there were goats. I want to tell them about the elves. So you went. You we, went to visit the elves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I obviously, wanna... that would make your mother quite happy. I know, that's why I wanted to tell it. <laughs> and I'll just tell about the legal stuff. So you became a barrister and tried several cases before the Supreme Court. No, not that legal stuff? Okay. How you're no. wanted? Like the not, not illegal more. stuff. Oh, the not illegal stuff. Okay, so you went to visit dwarves and you went to Porta Magnum and you... <clears throat> are you going to tell me you went to the mountains and met, uh, met Creval's people? I'm gonna mm. got lost in the mare. 
You have a dragonborn in your party, obviously. Yeah, you I might as dragonborn people. I might as well. I might as well tell that one. Just kind of leave out the part of where you're like in certain doom all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, you got to travel in airships and and uh, go to the the high society parties in Port of Magnum. Yes, and and knowing that you're 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 being humble, I relay how that you are a key part of saving the dwarven kingdom from starvation. Mm-hmm. And the dro- and the uh, dragonborn. Yeah. And actually, when they get to the high society parties, um, Creval thinking that he has an idea of what they're trying to do, tells about how he managed to drink four dwarves under a table yeah. and, <laughs> at and, the same time. And you're sitting next to the father, and he goes ha ha, and just slaps you in the back. <laughs> And he said, knew my boy could could end up with good friends. <laughs> and but when they get to the part about the high society parties, uh, Janessa actually turns to you, Adri, and says, "Oh, are are you from Port of Magnum?" No. Uh, uh, oh, too bad. And 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 uh, obviously she was highly hoping that you were uh, one of the high society ladies from Port of Magnum. Was now actually, Adri, where are you from? That that's a legitimate question from Graval. The land down under. <laughs> Good day. It might not be the best time yeah. to talk about it, considering my mom's actually an elf. An elf. This might be a good time for later. <laughs> south. That seems fair. Yeah, yeah. The village south is Goeus. Ixneus on the Partius Ace. Kerbal's dense, but even he gets the idea when the daggers are shot from her eyes. <laughs> Out of her we, eyes and her fists. Yeah. yeah, right. Okay. So you you spend a good hour there, um, and you know have a snack and uh, um, relay tales to Arlen's family without incriminating him as actually have uh, overthrown uh, two barons and uh, and uh, travel the wide wide world and being now being stalked by an undead menace. And we're not being stalked. We just run into him all the time. Yeah, that's not a little bit creepy. Arlen, is there any chance your father or family might know of uh, a trader that that works off the seas? I don't think so. We're pretty far inland. I think. Yeah, we don't. We generally don't. We we have our ask. Actually, let let me write you a note. Okay, thank you. So we can't see it. Yeah, we had uh, we have a, a we generally just stick with our farm and Loford. Yeah, Arlen tells you that his dad's never been more than six miles from home. Got it. Because that's about how far you can walk in a day. Okay. I'm gonna excuse myself from the house and just step outside to go toward the barn. I'm going to, um, when I get there, I'm just going to break out my supplies. I want to do the whole uh, ritual for beast sense and just send the owl out and just want to okay. do a little aerial recon. Okay, and uh, um, you see pretty much what you saw coming in. Uh, the farm seems to be in pretty good shape, but it definitely is suffering the effects. Uh, everything else is here. The the crops aren't nearly as far along as they should be at this time of year. The, uh, the ones that are being harvested are stunted. Um, not quite as bad as you've seen elsewhere, but still bad. Um, in fact, you're kind of a little worried about how the family's going to do over the winter. Um, and uh, and actually, roll for me a straight-up wisdom check. Okay, I think that's going to do it. Seven. Okay, yeah, nothing occurs to you then. Okay. And um, then, uh, but yeah, nothing nothing else inside of that. Obviously, being this close to the Mare is a little creepy after being stuck in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't help but think of you know the times that you guys crept out of the Mari with Aina and uh, not too far west of here. Okay. Just gonna spend the time flying in circles. Okay. Or rather, it's going to. I'm mm-hmm. just gonna observe. Very good. And the and rest, are you gonna do anything before it's uh, time to go? Um, nothing to say. Okay. Do they ask I'm gonna any put, questions? Well, they, they obviously want to know anything and everything, and, and it's all centered around Ireland. Did Ireland do this? Did Ireland do that? And you know, you know, you know, the mom wants to know if he's been washing behind his ears, and you know, all that stuff. I believe he has a spell for that these days. Yeah, and Ireland, uh, roll for me um, either an intelligence or a wisdom check with advantage. 
10. 10? Okay, it kind of occurs to you that um, the farm is looking, you know, a little precarious. And mm-hmm. you, the family might need a, like, a cash infusion over the winter if they're going to buy yeah, supplies. No. I was going to... Okay. I was thinking about that. Yeah. He gives five copper pieces. Yeah. Charity. Just kidding. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to get a pouch with... Uh, 17 gold. Okay. And your your, your dad kind of looks at the, the money in his hand, which is probably more than a couple years worth of uh, proceeds, and he says, My boy, you've been doing well. This is pocket change. I, I, I see that, and I will just hand over kind of uh, out of the way 10 platinum pieces. I thought you got rid of all your platinum. I had my own platinum okay. before that. Oh, okay, very good. Just so not... how how are you going to do that? Are you going to just like one just, up Arlen, or are no, you just no, gonna... just kind of just, just discreetly make eye contact with yeah. Arlen discreetly. while you slide money across the table, like and, just... <laughs> and and the dad just kind of winks at you. I said, I knew my boy always choose good friends. That's the bid for the house. <laughs> that's the yeah. Bid that's, for the... that's what he's doing. The house you is now worth ten platinum pieces. <laughs> Okay, good. Anything else you want to do before you go? Uh, Use the restroom, wash up. uh, Um, I'm going to also... Check your email. Use the Wi-Fi one last time before you go out. Okay. Um, Wi-Fi password. Cheap sorcerer. Yeah. Yeah. Is is my favorite cow still here? Yep, she's out there in the the field. She actually has a new calf now. And the calf is almost here And... There's a dragonborn gnawing on a horn. Yeah. <laughs> if its name yeah. was Nessie, that would make me think of home. Yeah. You're gnawing on Noah? What? No way. Go back to sleep. <laughs> I'm not going to sleep. And That's how I lost a horn. And I, I'm and assuming you, you do visit your, your sister's grave. Yes. And obviously the, the earth is just now being reclaimed by the uh, grasses. Um, it's just got a simple wood marker. Do I see him leave? Um, well, you know, he's out the cow and then he goes, you see him go off in that direction. So yeah, you do definitely see him do that. I'll follow that respectful distance. Okay. And it's obvious that he's at, um, the grave site. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's, and there's a couple of them. So apparently this is the, the family plot here, but one of them is, is freshly turned. On the way, I'm going to cut three willow branches off and we're gonna make a braid out of them and leave that on her grave very good okay anything else before you guys take off i just want to talk to arlen for a minute you know, just mm-hmm. like i know losing family is hard and uh i keep hearing i've heard and i've paid attention that certain gods will inspire their more devout followers to greater and greater miracles. If this is something you want to ask of me later, I'd be willing thank to try. Thank you for your guidance. For as mismatched as it be, you're welcome. I'll just turn and walk away. Okay, and they're all waiting for you uh, at the edge of the driveway, essentially. You gonna join? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna give everybody one last hug. Okay, they're all all waiting by the front door as you go by. And and your mom says, and don't make it so long between visits, Arlen. <laughs> There's no promises, but I will I will I will try not to. Very good. And uh, you guys start taking off and head back to. Uh, you can kind of strike across country and hit the the high road, uh, just west of Lowford if you want to. Mm-hmm. Okay, and within another hour, you're there on the high road, and uh, you uh, start west at that point in time, and you kind of make it about halfway between um, Low Ford and the Dryadum Savarum before sun sets, and you need to make camp. And uh, so, who is going to be doing what watches? I'll take the first. I'll take third. <clears throat> I'll take second. I'll take third. I'll take last. Okay. <laughs> Arlen like, gets to sleep. Exhaustion tonight. levels. Like, I'm take pretty all. sure you just said third. I, I was like, but it was that me? <laughs> okay. 
And um, so, uh, first watch, perception check. Oh, my Lord. It's cocked. Roll it again. Okay. <laughs> not much better. 16. Well, I guess maybe That's that pretty is. good. Yeah. That's Five not head. bad. That was one of the skills I, can, I am yep. proficient in. And then roll for me a nature check. Oh, Lord. You know, not that die. That die's not been too nice to me. Oh, dear Lord. Four. Okay. So, um, yeah, nothing nothing uh, occurs to you except what uh, you, know, you do notice is that once the sun goes down, the... Uh, Comet looks just ever so much bigger, um, even bigger than it was before. Is there anything I can make? Is it like like is it close enough now to see like some sort of odd defining feature? Nope, it's just uh, now you know it was a little squiggle in the sky, and now it's definitely got a head and a tail. Hmm. So, okay, and second watch, twenty. Okay, and um, roll for me nature with advantage. Twenty. Okay, you notice that the sounds of the beasts of the night, um, after being in the mountains, are noticeably pronounced. Um, so there's definitely a lot more life around here than we had in the mountains. It was it was pretty interesting. Okay, and then third watch. Uh, uh twenty-one. Okay, and you, you can also roll nature with advantage. Seven. Okay, nothing outside of that occurs to you. And then finally, the last roll. Thirteen. Okay. And um, so it's it's getting on towards um, dawn here. Uh, the uh, comet is beginning to set there in the west. And you hear the snap of a twig on the edge of camp. And Creval? Mm-hmm. The dagger goes off, which wakes everybody up. I grab the, I'll grab my glaive and stand up and start okay. looking around. And so you're you're still blinking the sleep out of your eyes. And uh, roll for me uh, investigation, Adri. So see if you can see what caused that stick to snap. Seven. Okay. Uh, no. Um, there's something in the bushes, on the edge of your camp though, and maybe several somethings. And then you hear a low growl, and of course, all, all right, you are uh, now awake. The dagger would have woke everybody up. Yep. And everybody roll for me initiative. Mm. It's always good to depend on you for I hate initiative. everything. Mm. It's okay. <laughs> Why do you hate okay. everything? Craval? Uh, that would be an 18. Okay. Five. Five for Cotter. And no one? Six. Six. And Adri? Six. Okay. Low, though. And Harlan. Two. Are you guys kidding me? <laughs> we no. were asleep. Well, it, 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 make, it makes sense because basically um, you that had the dagger, it woke you up first. Mm-hmm. And then everyone else is slowly blinking out the sleep out of their eyes. Oh, that's amazing. That and also amazing. I have a very bad initiative. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Okay. And first things first. So, Creval, what are you going to do? There's something in the bushes. Um. Ah. Since I'm not entirely sure what it is, I will pull out the drift globe and I will literally make it daylight. So it's not like not okay. dusk with it. Use yeah. the action word. It's just beginning right. to be dawn here. Right. That that that's so why I make that magical ability. Mm-hmm. So I know it's breaking dawn, but that's why I want to be able yeah. to see this thing. So you so. flood the flood the area with light. Yeah. And you see a number of glowing green eyes looking back at you. Just the eyes. I don't see anything else. Well, I mean, that's what you see glowing from between the leaves of the bushes. Okay, um, and then there's definitely definitely some kind of animal there in the bushes. That anything growls. else? I don't think I have anything else for bonus actions. It's really going to help right now. Uh, actually, yeah, I will go ahead and burn a second level spell slot, and I'm going to bring up a spiritual weapon. Okay, and what are you going to do with it? I'm going to put it right by the closest glowing pair of eyes and mm-hmm. let it swing. Okay, so roll for me attack there. So I can just make sure I keep track here. Uh, not horrible. 17? 17 hits, and you hit whatever it is in the bushes, and roll damage. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, 16. 16 definitely hits. Okay. Um, so that's a D8. 
seven points of bludgeoning damage. Okay, and you just hear something go, in the sound of a, a canine uh, squeal, and then the other um, eyes all just, boom, disappear. And something hits the ground behind that bush. You killed a chihuahua. And probably. Go find out what it is. There's a pretty starving wolf. It's just skin and bones, and it now has you know a big you know lump in the side of its head where it, it got hit with a spiritual weapon. And apparently, whatever pack it was with, as soon as uh, that went down, they all took off. You were a bit bigger a target than they thought you were. Yeah, I'm gonna grab it by the scruff of the neck and drag it back to the fire pit. And um, actually, everybody, roll for me, nature. Three, nine, thirteen, ten. Okay, so basically the only one that doesn't realize that this thing was on the edge of starvation is uh, Cotter, who I guess is used to seeing healthy-looking dogs and wasn't really ready for it. But the rest of you realize that, yeah, this thing is just skin and bones. I mean, you can you can see the uh, the hollows of its hips and, and things like that, and the fur is all matted and, and shaggy. This this was, uh, you know, this whole pack apparently must be on the verge of starvation. Hmm. Is its fur worth anything? No, definitely not. It's pretty scrabbly. Reach into my pack and just grab some various pieces of jerky, just a couple of them, and put it down. Like I know it's probably like sitting there on the ground, just toss dead? in front of it. No, it's just knock the heck out of it. Anyway, dead. put some dry no, jerky. No, it's, it's dead, Jim. Oh, I thought it was you. Caved, you caved in the side of his head. Oh, okay. We have to respect that. Look around. It's like, perhaps things aren't as good as we thought they were. We're going as good. Did you think they were well, good? Can't. I didn't think. I they was were hoping good. that things were recovering, but this is obviously not the case. It, better does not always mean good. Hmm. Yeah, obviously. Keep in mind, this are, is what we saw when we left. Well, it's actually even worse. You think back to that very first wolf battle you guys had. And the wolves look to be starving, but these ones are starving. Um, you know, the other ones looked a, a little uh, peaked. These ones are actually, you know, skin and bones. But you guys kind of realize that the predators are kind of a lagging indicator. I mean, they're the ones that are at the top of the pyramid. So mm-hmm. it's not until the, the prey is flourishing that they get to eat well. Mm-hmm. So. You know, there's a, a very good chance that even if we stop this threat, that we're not going to be able to survive this. That's a downer. It's just something to be prepared for. Nature always has its cycles as well. But this is outside the cycle. Yes. That's just my concern. Because I don't see a lot of people even the... Well, maybe the druids could do something to help restore the balance, but we'll see. The druids would simply work with the balance that exists. But they can't create food where there's no food for these creatures. Clerics can. Yeah, but, you know, you've seen what that food looks like. It's barely palatable to a sentient being, much less an animal that wants or craves the hunt and the kill. It's just unfortunate. Can can you, like, summon a horse that can be hunted and eaten? <laughs> no. We've talked about this before. We yeah, actually, the horse that's the really killed, sad part. We've actually talked about that. <laughs> you've, you've suggested eating my horse quite often. But as soon as it dies, it vanishes. As soon as it dies, it vanishes. Oh. Uh, Which means that anything that you would have... Cons- Never mind. We're not having this conversation. <laughs> no, we're not. I'm just saying there's ways to keep things alive. While, while Adri does her level best to ignore no one, I'm just going to start packing up my... My sleep's up. We should press on. Yep. It is dawn and time to get moving anyways, yeah. We have a ways to go still. Very good. Okay, so you guys wake up, and you, like I said, you're about halfway to the Dryadim Silvarum. And uh, after several hours of travel in the morning, uh, you guys come across the farm of uh, that you dropped off Aina at. And you guys previously had seen it in the bowl, where it's just exploded and leveled. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of even worse to see it in real life obviously there's been a few months now that it's had a chance to deteriorate um the grass has begun to recover the uh the estate and and, you know no one maintaining anything it's just beginning to be recovered by nature and uh, you see a couple of um 
maybe the uh, farm animals that were left there that are kind of wandering free now, a couple of goats and, and the poultry. Uh, but, you know, they seem to have uh, just taken on a wild lifestyle now. Out of character. She blew up because she had the same treatment that Arlen got, right? Mm-hmm. That, that is your supposition, yes. Arlen, Especially after Arlana blew up as well. Arlen, are you sure this isn't your future? No. My offer still stands. I'd, I'd be willing to try. All I know is that I have had longer with better effects than either of those two. I hate to say it, but it's true. Well, obviously it's factual. I'm just saying I'd be willing to try. I have a lot of respect for you, and I think this would not be the best. This is not the most worthy way I could see you expiring, and I would like to possibly spare you this. Currently, I'm fine. Okay, dokie. Okay, and you can continue on. Mm-hmm. Hey, no one, can you run up those walls? No, they're lying sideways on the ground now. So <laughs> easily, excellent. And uh, in another, as you remember, in about another hour or so, you enter the Dryadum Silvarum, um, and uh, and roll for me a nature check, everybody. Oh Lord, come on, be nice to me. I'm so bad at this. Seven, five, eighteen. I don't know what plants are. Five, seven. Okay, so no one, you do kind of feel that the forest looks a little better than when you left, went through it last time, months ago. So maybe uh, you know you had some depressing, you know, encounter with the wolves, but maybe the forest looks a little better. So, so what what they'll see is they see me kind of go over and look at like a new green shoot of a plant and just sort of go hmm and walk off. Very good. And you guys continue through, and the dryadium is of such size that uh, if you guys walk um, consistently all day, you actually make it through to the other side. It can be traversed in one day. Um, and the last time, you remember, you had to camp about halfway through. And so you just, you're coming out through, and you know, the, the trees are beginning to break up and turn into uh, grasslands again. Um, although, as you experienced before, it's now getting tropical as you get closer to the coast. And you, um, you know, start encountering more tropical plants on the other side. It's not the, the uh, verdant grasslands that you had between the Dryadium and Civitas Cataracta. And uh, so you, uh, but you do break out into kind of a clearer area. It's not surrounded by trees anymore. Um, although you know that as you get closer and closer to the delta, not only do you start losing the road, but you start gaining a lot more of the tropical vegetation and, and the things get more difficult. And uh, so you, uh, you just get to the very edge of it, and it's the sun is going down again. So are you going to make camp there? Might as well. If it's okay. safe enough looking, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. And what are the watch schedules for this one? I'll take, I'll take first. I'll take second. I'll take third. I'll take fourth. Okay. So Kraval gets to, to nap. Yeah. So first, give me your uh, perception roll. Uh, 17. Okay. And, um, you, you do notice the, the, uh, comet that you slept through last night. Uh, but, um, that's about it. It's, it's a little eerie because this close to the, uh, Delta, it's a lot warmer, a lot more tropical. And you just, there's cries of birds and animals in the night that you don't recognize. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, that's about it. And second. My God. Um, 11. Okay. And um, you uh, don't really notice too much aside of just, yeah, there's uh, a little more activity at night than you are used to um, just because of the, the nature of the, the more tropical area. And third? <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> okay, you notice the same thing as, as does Adri. And then fourth. Five. <laughs> okay. And actually maybe a little overly tired from uh, a couple days on the road. Um, yeah, you, you're kind of you know, drowsing a little bit and, and don't really notice much at all going on. But the uh, the sun does come up and no one's been eaten, so that's always a good thing. But no one's been eaten. Yay. Oh, man, no one. It's nice knowing them. Mm-hmm. Yes. I can always come back. Yes. Hmm. Unless you can't. 
Okay, and you guys uh, pack up and start uh, heading down the road. And once again, you know, this this uh, deep into the uh, Delta area, you're beginning to lose the road amongst all the vegetation as it's been reclaiming the high road. Uh, but you haven't quite gotten into the dense foliage. You're still kind of in the, the, uh, the open plains area. And you guys are um, just maybe an hour into uh, your uh, travel. And then all of a sudden, Creval, mm -hmm. the dagger goes off. And all of a sudden, you guys are covered with a large shadow from above. Oh, Why does this happen every time friend. we're here? It's Magic the First. And that's where we're going to stop. And that's where we're going to stop today. Okay, well, the obviously uh, most outstanding thing about this episode is looks like an old friend is dropping in for a visit. So the next episode should be quite exciting, huh? But yeah, um, but for the rest of the episode, um, was Arlen's family as wholesome, as wonderful as you thought they'd be? Um, I hope so. Uh, definitely was nice actually getting a chance to meet him and quite uh, different than the uh, other families that we had a chance to meet. So that was kind of neat. A uh, little too bad about his uh, sister, though. But uh, And actually, uh, Owen gave me a, a ration for, for killing off his favorite sister. But, uh, you know, these are the things that happen in these bad times. So um, we'll see what happens down the line with that. But speaking of the visit... What's up with no one in the 10 platinum pieces? Was he just one-upping Owen, or is Dianect finally opening up his heart? We'll just have to see. But anyways, uh, they're on the road. They've got a dragon, apparently, incoming, and we're going to have to see what happens with that combat in the next episode. Until then, let us know what you think. Rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at poolmedia.podbean.com. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head.